the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. We're Facebook Live and you won't be able to hear the music and all because the little cord that I had sitting over there is no longer there. Anyway, it's okay, Angela. We'll find one. Somebody stole it. Somebody <laughs> stole our cord. I'm tired of this. Has put an end to it. We'll put a trail camera in here. <laughs> well, welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. This is uh, somewhat like waiting for um, Mission Control to reconnect with uh, with um, the uh, space shuttle or whatever when it reenters the atmosphere. Because I'm waiting on a bunch of text. Today is the day. That we uh, are live in Columbia. Pretty cool, Taylor. Very cool. Did I say we're Facebook Live today? Yes, you did. Okay, we're Facebook Live today. <laughs> um, but yes, and I assume everything is going okay in Columbia. Haven't heard any other. How are we, Paul? Perfect. I heard perfect. He said perfect. I heard perfect. <laughs> Welcome, Columbia, to, um, to our show. It's uh, Woods and Water, South Carolina. We cover... A lot of the outdoors, as much as we can get to, which a lot of times is not enough. We just don't have enough time. There's so much, so much to cover. Just, There's always something yeah. new. I mean, we start out the year with this whole list of, I've got a list now of all the topics we want to cover. And it's more than I can get to now. And that's not counting everything that comes up during the year. Yep. But it's good. Uh, exciting. Exciting, exciting. We <laughs> want to, uh, we're going to jump right in towards the end of the show. I don't know that I've done this since the first show is take a few minutes to talk about us. I mean, I think we may have introduced you when you came on last year. Yeah. Maybe not. But but I haven't done anything like this since at least 2014, <laughs> which has been a long time. It's hard to believe, Angelo. We, uh, March 22nd, <laughs> this time we were sitting here of 2014. We're only two and a half months shy, six years, dude. You got some gray <laughs> hair now. You didn't have gray hair when we started. Uh but yeah, it's hard to believe it's almost been six years of doing this show, and and who would have thought that that many, that many years ago it would last this long? My daughter would be in here with me doing it, and we'd be expanding <laughs> to Columbia, to Columbia, the Midlands, and and beyond, hopefully. Um, but yeah, uh, exciting day. But we're gonna so we're gonna take a little bit of time towards the end of the show. Right now, we're going to dive into it because there's a lot going on, and I, I, I purposely pushed off any guests for this the last few weeks, actually, so we could get into the new station, get set up, make sure everything's going on, going right. I think the wonders of technology have us just crystal clear in Columbia, I hope. And, uh, but we'll, we'll do a little intro, but we'll, let's get right on it. I want to give a shout-out to all of those who took kids hunting today. Today was youth day, deer season. Regular season for old guys like me is over. You could have gone today, but you know, wind and rain, it just wouldn't have been a nasty day. 
We've already um, we've already had sad. we've already had experience this year with wind and rain. We don't need any more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, shout out to everybody that took uh, took kids hunting today on Youth Day, deer season, the last day that you can get out there and and um, and hunt. I'm trying to get to it, but I had um, uh, John Stillwell from Foothills QDMA, which is my chapter, and I'm on the planning commission with them. Uh, they're doing an outdoor dream foundation. Youth hunt today, um, and the three kids, some of the kids that were there, one of them has cancer, one of them is fighting cystic fibrosis, and the other is fighting is fighting cancer too. So the Outdoor Dream Foundation, if you don't know, is based here in Anderson, South Carolina. Is um, It does a great job of getting these kids out, giving them a break from whatever they are fighting, uh, a, a day or two to spend in the woods, just escaping and that's what they do and in fact i think that's for a lot of us getting in the woods is an escape it's a chance to get out and and not be you know subject to all the junk that we deal with in everyday life and i know that's when i enjoy going to the woods that's what i like to do yeah how about you oh yeah oh yeah it's such a it's such a, like a relaxer like and the really pathetic <laughs> thing is those kids down there will probably kill something today and if you want to see something really pathetic in your own Facebook right now, <laughs> this is this is this is bad, <laughs> folks. If you're not if you're not on Facebook watching right now, this is this is an unused set of deer tags. Yeah, they're mine. This is the second year in a row. <laughs> now I'm not a bad deer hunter. Everybody out there is going. This guy's a radio show hog talking about hunting and all, and he's been two years without killing a deer. Let's go back and. Let's let's frame this for you if you're not already. Um, the uh, I have had plenty of opportunities to take a deer. You have, and I have been very surprised with your self control this year. Well, it, it, I bow hunted. I made a decision at the beginning of the year to bow hunt. That's what okay, I wanted to do. But wait, but wait. I have walked downstairs multiple times, and the rifle has been gone, and so have you. So that's just pinned for the month of December. Okay. Well, still. Yeah. It wasn't all bow. It wasn't yes, it all was. bow. It wasn't all okay, bow. Okay, from September, October, November, it was bow. And for the last day, it was bow. Okay. So for a few times there, I took the gun. Okay, it's okay. I'm allowed. It's my gun. You can take it when I want to. But anyway, yes, an unused set of deer tags. It will go on the shelf with a lot of unused turkey tags, of all things, because turkey season comes at the wrong time of year. <laughs> Just wrong time of year for me. But, uh, that, but, but that being said, yes, I did get a deer. Yes, so we you did do get have a deer. Meat. Well, we wouldn't have starved. Well, but still. But still. I'm not bragging or anything. <laughs> oh, no, you wouldn't do that. No. Not at all. No. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, Taylor Taylor got one this year, thanks to her new brother-in-law. Yeah. Got to give Daniel say, credit. I'd say he's, he's – I, I bumped him up from that guy to this guy. This guy. So, we'll get names Moving established up in the world, later. But, yeah. All right. Well, we always do a calendar of events, or our most shows we do a calendar of events. It is always brought to you by Visit Anderson and Green Pine Landing and Event Center down in Anderson, uh, Lake Hartwell. Coming up, the Great American Gun Show in Sumter, South Carolina, January the 11th through the 12th. It's the American Legion uh, Sumter Fairgrounds. Artillery Drive in Sumter, South Carolina. Big weekend. Buy, sell, and trade. Admission is, well, it doesn't say how much admission is, but I have a $1 off coupon here. <laughs> Somebody gave me. So, anyway, there you go. Gun Show in Sumter, January 11th and 12th. 
America's number one saltwater fishing seminar tour is coming to Myrtle Beach. The Saltwater Sportsman National Seminar Series, sponsored by Bass Pro Shops, Myrtle Beach, January the 18th at the Conference Center at Barefoot Landing, 9 to 3. $55 tickets includes all sorts of drawings and prizes, and it's headlined by George Poveromo, our good friend, Captain John Fuss. Wow. Who you can't picture John in front of a crowd. No. <laughs> anyway, John is going to be there. I said, well, there you go, John. Now you're on the speaking circuit. Uh <laughs> But Next, you know, he's going to be writing a book. He will. Holy City Fishing Charles, Charters out of Charleston is going to be on there, along with a bunch of other people here, and that's going to be a good one. Um, coming up January 18th and 19th, free hunting days on private land, and January 18th on WMA land. This is a chance for you. If you do not have a valid South Carolina hunting license, you don't have to have one. Um, but you have to be a resident of the state. And on these days, individuals are permitted to hunt without a state hunting license or other required permits, except for migratory bird stamps. You still have to hunt those if you're going duck hunting. But uh, a cool day, to, a couple of days to get out and, and test hunting before you have to invest in it. Yep. What do you got? Well, on January 25th of 2020, yes, we've got the Breast Cancer Turkey Shoot fundraiser. And that's 6 to 9 on Highway 23 West Edgefield, South Carolina. And it's 6 to 9 at the Westside Community Center. And then we've got on February 6th and February 8th from on the 6th, it'll be 6 to 6.30, or 6.30 to whatever <laughs> time. Nine. And then yeah. February 8th from 6 o'clock, we've got the Wild Game Dinner. And that will Board, be... Boar, Gator, Bites, Venison, Hash, yeah. and Chili. That'll be Philbert, South Carolina. Jason Cruz. Pastor Jason Cruz is speaker. All right. Let's... Um, that's the music. The music on this show means we're breaking. So let's break. Come back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Yeah, I'm going to miss her. Oh, looky there. I've got to buy. Welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina. Donnie Iris and Aaliyah. That's one of those classic, classic music videos if you get there to to watch it. Um, the the Striped Bass Classic was was back on Lake Harville this weekend. Actually, they're weighing in probably right now down in Green Pine Landing. On uh, it's a pretty cool organization. They do a food drive on Friday afternoons at check in. Um, they do a food drive, and all the guys fishing bring boatloads of food, pallets of food. Goodness gracious! And and I talked to Neil this morning. Between the the food donations and cash, they'll be able to provide 120,000 meals for Golden Harvest Food Bank this year. That's great. Which is really cool. Really cool. That's a and and the guy behind all this is um. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, I, can, oh, I hate when I have brain freezes. Uh, Mike Dillon, Austin Dillon's dad. Austin Dillon being NASCAR driver. His dad, Mike, is uh, kind of heads up the Stripe Bass Challenge. 
And Mike's a good guy. He always comes on the show every every year beforehand to talk about this year's. I think the first prize was twenty five thousand dollars down there this month today. So somebody be somebody will have a very good Saturday. <laughs> very good Saturday. I want to take just a moment before we get anything else to. Uh, I don't often talk about my sponsors here on the show. They um, they put us up here. You know, they allow us to do this because this is not free, folks. No. <laughs> Neither <laughs> up here or in Columbia is not free. We have to have sponsors. So uh, just real quickly, the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources has been a sponsor of this show since day one. Really appreciate your one of your buddies. Go ahead, smile. Go ahead, rub it in. He likes you better than me. Hey, you said it, not me. I know. Go ahead. Talk about your buddy. Oh, Mr. Captain McCullough. Captain McCullough. Gotta love him. And who his would, hugs. Who would probably let Taylor do the show without me? Oh, that would be that'd be fun. No, it wouldn't be. I never thought about that before. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> here in Greenville, GS Mechanical, Heating and Air, Tim Gilson has been a sponsor of the show since the beginning. Um, appreciate him and, and what he does. And he he folks, he has kept my HVAC system running for fifteen years. That's how long I've had my current house and he's done everything to it. Since day one, and, and I couldn't be more pleased with that. Um, and then uh, visit Anderson Green Pond Landing Event Center. They Neil Paul down there, and Sharon Nicometto, and um, there's another brain freeze. <laughs> well, it's just a bad day for that. I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they they do a great job of promoting uh, Anderson County, Lake Hartwell. We do a lot with Neil here. Neil will be on the show. In February, I think we're going to do a live remote from Palatka, Florida, which is the St. John's River. That's the first stop for the Bassmaster Elite Series this year. Uh, he'll be doing a remote with us down there. But he's he's your friend, too, isn't he? He is. I just have a lot of friends. You have a lot of friends. I have. You have, have a, lot a lot of my friends who are friends of yours. Who some of them might like me better. But we're <laughs> not going to get into that right now. No, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> then there's a, And there's more. We'll get to, we'll get to some of those. If, you're, if you want to keep up with this show a little more, uh, we're on the web at woodsandwatersc.com. That's where you can go to catch, or for you folks that are listening to Columbia for the first time, it's got 2014, 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19 shows. They're podcasted up there for you to listen to. That's woodsandwatersc.com. Everything's spelled out. There's no and sign in there. Uh, on Facebook at woodsandwatersc. Instagram is woodsandwatersc radio. Taylor, you just started your Facebook and Instagram I do. Outdoor pages? What are it's, those? Uh, T-Mets Outdoors or Taylor Mets Outdoors. It's not T-Mets. I think it's, it's T-Mets. One of them is T-Mets. Oh, the any, is okay. Anyway, Taylor M Outdoors is, is her <clears throat> pages, and uh, you can keep up with it with us there more often. Um, well, let's get to uh, – I tell you what. We've got Kevin Cohen from The Point on, and I just want to bring him on for just a minute. Let him tell you about the point. Let him talk for a few minutes about uh, getting the show down here. And is he there? Kevin, are you there? Sure, I'm. Sure, I'm. Happy New Year to uh, everybody all over the state of South Carolina. And uh, as I said to you folks before the program, Roger and Taylor, welcome to uh, the Point family down in Columbia. We are thrilled to have you guys broadcasting here. Just another good South Carolina show uh, here in the Palmetto State. We are ecstatic to be there, Kevin. It, it took us a little time, but. You know, you're you're busy. Goodness gracious, you're busy. I'm busy. and uh, But, you know, it all worked out in time. Um, 
and and starting a new year is, is a great time to be on down there. Looking forward to it. I got a lot of history. And when we get down to the end of the show and I start talking, uh, got a lot of history and family history in Columbia. So it's uh, it's somewhat of a homecoming for us, which is really cool. Well, we're looking forward to learning more about you and learning, obviously, about all the woods and water. For me, I, I'm not much of an outdoorsman, so I'm really looking forward to learning. But from what I can tell already, I'm going to be taking more hints from Taylor than from you, Roger, because obviously you can't hunt a list. It has started already. I love this. What is this? This, this is 320. I we're, love We are 17 this. minutes. This is good. In, we this are 17 is, minutes into this good. show, and already I'm catching grief from the news station in Columbia. Well, all I can tell you is, Taylor, now you got another friend. Thank you so I much. I need all the help I Just can get, too. Holy smoke. That's it. It's your last show, young lady. Oh, you can't do me like that now. Well, Kevin, Taylor, um, how would you like your own show in Columbia? Oh, no. Oh, that, that's not even a question. Uh-oh. Well, listen, not I don't want to take too much of your time, guys, but mm. I want you guys to know that we're excited to have you in Columbia. And everybody... Uh, been, we've been waiting for a program like this on the point. So uh, we are happy to have folks, if they are interested in, in, in our radio station, if they're ever passing through Columbia, South Carolina, it is 100.7 FM, 1470 AM, and our website is makethepointradio.com. So uh, we'd love to have you extended family here at the point. Great, Kevin, and thank you for everything, and uh, we'll be visiting with you later on. Count on it. Thank you, guys. Happy right. New Year. Thank happy you. Happy New Year. Uh, that's Kevin Cohen down at the point in Columbia. And uh, good guy. I, like I said, it's taken us a little time from the time we started talking about this to the time. But like I said, we've both been busy, and neither one of us wanted to rush it. And, you know, in, in God's time, it happened. And so couldn't be happier to be on with him down there. And we do have a lot of family history in Columbia. It's a, it's an amazing amazing how, how uh, small the world is. You know, I, I want to get into this just a little bit because it is headline news, and it's been all over everything. And it's a tragedy. We have we have a few of these every year in South Carolina. I think this year in 2019 there have been 16 hunting accidents, 11 of them uh, involving firearms. Uh, there are, I think, five of those have involved tree stands. There have been three fatalities on the accident side. One involving a tree stand. A uh, 66-year-old gentleman fell out here. You know, I want to talk about the tree stands first. Tree stand safety is as easy as a harness and a lifeline. Taylor, you know we. I do. That we don't go up a tree stand without a harness and without a lifeline. Especially this year with me hunting by myself, my yes. own stand. It's, it sounds complicated. Oh, a harness. How many lines do I have to hook up or whatever? But it's not. It takes a couple minutes to hook up. You climb, you climb up. A couple of seconds to hook up. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can climb up in your stand and you just, you hook up and it, and it's so easy, but it keeps you safe and it doesn't interfere with what you're trying to do in your stand. No, it doesn't. And they, uh, you know, our good friends at Hunter Safety Systems, Jerry Widener, I'll see him next weekend at Archery Trade in Indianapolis. I'll be up there for a couple of days. They make harnesses for kids, ladies. You have one of the ladies' harnesses? I do. And they make, I don't know, several models. They have a really cool stuff called a Lima Shield, which keeps your harness from absorbing body odor and stuff like that. But that that's all on you because that's a decision you make before you get in the stand every day or every time you go deer hunting. Um, I was trying to get it. But there's there was a a, um, a father and nine year old daughter that were killed in a hunting accident in Cotton County. They uh, were man driving, you know, and you've heard of dog hunting and and all, but this was a man drive, and they were shot by what I understand was his best friend. 
it's a tragedy, uh, very, very probably preventable, but you have an That's why they're called accidents because they do happen and you're not expecting them to happen. Uh, but it was 2.30 in the afternoon. So far, we don't know that they were wearing any orange. That's that's kind of a requirement when you're moving through and deer hunting and all. I think it would be – it's not a requirement on private land anymore. It's always a requirement on game management land. Any deer hunter has to have orange on. Um, they need one for me. So Clifford Weedman joined us from Lufkin, Texas, and he said they need a boat harness. They need a harness to keep him from falling out of the boat. We're not going to go there, Clifford. <laughs> Next time you send us home with the flu, because you took us fishing, it was 42 degrees and rainy, we might be kind to you. I actually got a package from Clifford. Clifford works for Stanley Jigs and Hail Lures, and Clifford sent us some spinnerbaits the other day. Pretty cool. I was not informed of the package. Well, the package had my name on it, so it might be mine. Anyway, okay, let's get back to this. Uh, it all boils down to, folks, you have to be careful. Hunting is an inherently dangerous um, sport or endeavor, whatever you want to call it. But I want to put this into, into perspective. You know, we've had three fatalities in the whole year or four total. In 2018, the Department of Natural Resources does a hunter, a, a deer harvest survey for every year. And it's based on mail outs. You get about 30,000 mail outs back every year. And over time, they extrapolate and, and based on that, they, they do some some of that statistical stuff. Um, there were 145,000 deer hunters in South Carolina in 2018. Those 145,000 deer hunters spent the equivalent of 2,063,720, I'm sorry, 2,083,728 days in the field deer hunting. That means on average, if you're a deer hunter, you spent 14.37 days Deer hunting during 18 season, and we've had four fatalities. That is a, an incredibly, incredibly good safety record. So while accidents happen, and we we don't want any of this, we you know, in this instance, pulling the trigger when you don't know, and that's one of the things I taught you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and you actually texted me because one of the things is is the backdrop of where the bullet's gone. And you texted me one night from the stand, said, "What what was it? Two deer? Was, or what? There were two deer and." But it was up by our farmhouse, Silhouette. and I couldn't. Yeah, they were still, <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm so tempted, but I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this because I can't. I don't know what's behind it. I don't know where my shot's gonna go. Yeah. So while we don't like any accidents, accidents may happen. You, we just have to every year. You have to be safe. You have to make a point. Check to make sure the gun is unloaded. Uh, never put your own finger on the trigger until you're ready to pull it. Um, don't use your rifle scope to identify what's moving through the woods or whatever. And then finally, uh, you know, be sure of that backdrop. So I thought some prayers got to them. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Little Billy Squire. <laughs> I saw your head bobbing over there. You can't yeah, okay. hide it. You like my music. 
no matter how much you say you don't. Uh, anyway, as you're, as you're, um, looking back at, at an accident, you, you know, the family and, and actually the guy that, that caused the accident, they're going to have to live with that the rest of their lives. That is an awful thing if you think about it. The family that's lost loved ones, the guy that's lost a best friend and his daughter. And, and, and a lot of the, the Facebook posts and all, it's, it got real emotional. And I understand why, but folks, until you know all the details, you just, your first thought ought to be for the family and the victims and, and not infighting amongst hunters. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Taylor, you got a little tidbit over there. What you got? I do have a little tidbit from the local hiker. Um, it says, want to hike more in 2020? We do too. We want you to hike with us. This year we're going on a 77-mile hike of the Foothills Trail. If you're interested in hiking or new gear, or you just want more info about the Foothills, join us on February 18th um, at 6 p.m. here at the shop. Happy hiking. And that's the local hiker in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It is. And they do a lot. They, the Get Out More Tour will be there again this year, I suppose. And and um, if you go in the hike, if you go in the local hiker store, you can also go next door and get some ice cream. They have an ice cream store right there in downtown Spartanburg, too. Well. With some good stuff. So, they, so you uh, can hike and lose the weight and then go gain the weight back at an ice cream shop. Boy. Speaking of that, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, Obviously seeing not. as how I've already shot one more deer than you this oh, year. Man. No. That's in the past, no. though. That was last year. No, it wasn't. Well, okay, but it ended, deer season ended in 2020. So, therefore, I have completed my New Year's resolution even before New Year's started. That doesn't sound right. It's right in my head. Okay. Well, it's just as long as you understand it. Nobody I else do. does. I understand it. <laughs> I understand it. You, okay. For the Do you have sons any real, okay. do you have any no, real listen, New Year's resolutions? Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. For the sons and daughters out there that want to one-up their parents, mom or dad, for hunting season, will understand. I guess. Got to be a generational thing. <laughs> I have one. I'm going to scale back on drinking Cokes. You, Daddy. Daddy. Scale back to less than a Coke a day. I'm, I'm going to eat a grapefruit for breakfast every morning. Then I'm going to drop 15, 20 pounds this year. You're going to, okay. You're going to go through Coke withdrawal. I'm going through Coke withdrawal. That's exactly for right. For a while. I will. It's okay. <laughs> you have anything else you want to contribute to this conversation? No, not at all. Continue on. Here's, here's an interesting one for you. And we, we come to this show with so much information. Trust me. That's why the stack at home gets bigger. That's, that's why I've started PDF things to a, a flash drive because I don't, I'll go through reams of paper if I print out everything we talk about here. Planting trees in square holes make them grow stronger and faster. We are contemplating planting some persimmon trees at the farm for the wildlife. It's, it's a conservation move. And I ran across this. If you, if you plant a tree in a square hole, the tree becomes stronger and thrives more than if you planted it in a round hole. And I started looking up, what? Okay, planting in round holes. Usually when people plant trees, they make a hole, a round hole, put the tree 
inside the hole, then filling the hole with lots of rich compost and fertilizer. However, there are a few reasons why planting the tree in a round hole is terrible for the tree's roots and growth process. At first, your tree will have great success as it rapidly grows new roots that spread out into the fertile and fluffy soil. But once the roots hit the poor and compact ground at the perimeter of the hole, the roots won't like it, and they'll turn and snake along the edge of the border in search of better conditions. When the roots do this, they create a spiraling action around the edge of the hole, developing a circular root pattern. And obviously that's not good. Planting in square holes. And this, you know, this is one of those round hole and square peg type things, or square peg in a round hole. The chances of your tree surviving will increase dramatically by merely digging a square hole instead of a round one. When you plant the sapling, the roots won't develop a circular root system because as systemic planting trials have shown, the roots are not good at growing around corners. When the root hits the 90 degree area of a square hole, rather than snaking around to create a spiral, they spread out of the planting hole to colonize the surrounding native soil. Not only does the tree have a better chance of survival, but the speed of growth will dramatically increase and the tree will become more resistant to environmental challenges like droughts. Just when you thought you knew everything about planting a tree. <laughs> how, to, how to guarantee tree survival even more? When you're planting a tree before you fill the hole up with rich organic matter and fertilizer, fill it up with soil that you just dug out. Doing this will re reduce the chance of the roots container effect behavior. It's also important to remember to prune out any roots from your square hole before you plant the sapling. Root pruning triggers the production of compounds that stimulate root growth. So if you're into conservation, wildlife management, that sort of thing, and you want something just a little bit different the next time you plant trees, try planting your tree in a square hole. We're going to try it. Are we going to try it? We're going to try it. We'll let you know in five to ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by that time, I will have my own show. Oh, gosh, let's don't even go there. Go ahead. you got to survive this one first. Survive? Yes. Since we're, since we're in the Midlands, Richland County, we've got a story here about additional access for people in the Midlands. There is, yes. So, Love Farm WMA and Nat Love Youth Special Hunt Area has opened a new section of property for public dove field, additional waterfowl draw hunt opportunities, and youth hunts. So a lot of people went into funding this, the Department of Natural Resources being the main one. Okay. Um, this is going to be a great opportunity for a lot of people around there. They have really expanded. Um, their, youth, their youth opportunities have really expanded in even up here in the upstate Antelope Country and Midlands, which is great to see. Where is the property? Did you say? Um, this okay. In Richland the, County. It's, it's in Richland County, and it's near the Watery Wildlife Management Area. Okay. And Eastover. Eastover, out there near um, McIntyre National Guard Base, our own South Carolina Air Force. Of course, you know that. Of you course, just, I know that. Of course, you know that. Been down there several times. Hey, I won't say it over the air. I can't get that information out. That was a good time. I got to fly in a Black Hawk helicopter, and I got to drive a Bradley fighting vehicle. And all I asked them for was one shell. They let me get down the turret and turn on the flare, and I was looking over towards the picnic area there at McIntyre, and I was like, just one shell? 
picnic shelter? Just one shell? I'll reimburse you for the picnic table and everything. Just give me one shell. Daddy, you scare me. I just wanted one shell. It was a no-miss opportunity. <laughs> but that was cool. That was when, uh, man, I wish they would do that again. I wish they would, yeah, it just it just went to sleep. It'll be all right. We'll wake it up on break. Uh, but that was uh, the, the Air Guard Expo. That was a really, really neat thing to be at. That's the closest I've been to F-16 shooting off flares. They come through on their little, because they're an air suppression, a ground suppression unit. And so they come through on their fake little runs and all, and they pop off flares, and that was great. Oh, oh I love that sort of thing. Geddes get us, get us is listening in Columbia. Get, in fact, I met Geddes. A little history here. Geddes Brandon, who fished for the University of South Carolina, anglers, and uh, worked for Bassmaster for a while, has now got him a, a, a real job. Can I say real job? You can say real job. Okay, he's yes. got a real job in Columbia now. He's actually purchased a house. He's just growing up on me, and it makes me feel really old. <laughs> uh, Geddes says, sounds great down here. But I met Geddes like six six days after I started this show on Friday at the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic. He's been with us for And a he's lot. been with us a long time. <laughs> Geddes, you're a, a valued member of this family, and uh, we appreciate you being so supportive and, and your friendship and there's a lot of guys like that. Uh, right there in, in Prosperity, South Carolina, Anthony Gagliardi. Met Anthony in 2014. The first real major media event that I went to was the Cup on Murray. Uh, followed him around on those days when it was 90-something degrees out on Lake Murray. Holy smoke, it was hot <laughs> on that place. 82 miles an hour in a bass boat. Fastest I've ever been in a bass boat was on Lake Murray in 14. It was a bullet bass boat. Let's don't go any further than that. Those of you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. They're just slightly less dangerous than an Allison Craft. But anyway, Anthony's been just a great friend ever since. We've had a lot of people that have long-term relationships. Yeah. And, and not and the sponsors have been great, but the people that just support us yeah. really make well, a they big do. difference. And the guests that come on. We mentioned you know, Jim Shockey's going to be on here in a couple of weeks. And his daughter, Eva Shockey, has been a good, a good, a good friend of the show, too. too. Yeah. It's been an amazing journey, folks. We are, uh, if you've been with us, we'd love for you to continue. If you're just joining us, it's going to be a great year. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. Coming up, the last segment of the show for this week. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Final segment of Woods and Water South Carolina for this first show of 2020. Happy New Year to you. Um, let's uh, just to give you a little little history of Columbia. Columbia is like coming home for me. It is um, a lot of family history down there. In fact, the first Mets in our family tree is buried on the edge of Lake Murray, right out from Lexington. Uh, if the water's up, his grave is really close to the water. If it's down, it's 
But that was Yost. He was a reverend. Uh, died in 1833. Came here sometime during the Revolution. He was a, a German and um, got brought over. And that's really where it starts in Columbia. Um, uh-oh, we got something here from Kevin Cohen. Let's see. Anthony Gagliardi's wife, Kristen, was my daughter's kindergarten teacher. That's right. She is a kindergarten teacher. And she's a very good one, from what I understand. Never been to her class, but she does good. Okay, so that was Yost. Um, I was on Lake Murray. I've got aunts and uncles that live on Lake Murray. I've got aunts and uncles that live in Columbia. I've got cousins that live in Lexington now. I've got an aunt and uncle that lives right there in Lexington. My dad, my granddaddy, um, ran an automotive shop in, in Lexington for, I want to say, well, 1965 to 1986. So 22 years. Jake's Auto Service on Dreer Street. My dad was born on Dreer Street in Columbia, in Lexington. Sorry about that, Dad. Uh, 1933. Uh, one of his favorite memories, the, the mill pond. If you're familiar with Lexington, as you're going out of town on number one, there used to be a mill pond. I think it, I think the dam broke in the last year or so, but Dad, one of his favorite memories he likes to tell us is June 6, 1944. That day to ring a bell, that was D-Day. Uh, he was swimming in the mill pond, and the church bell rang every hour. And he was very, very late getting home, and he knew how late he was getting. And the day, D-Day ended for my dad with a spanking. <laughs> Sorry about that. Dad had to tell that. Uh, <laughs> dad delivered the Columbia record in Lexington from June of 47 to June of 51 while he was in high school. He delivered the Columbia record. He rode over 11,000 miles on his bicycle around Lexington County, around Lexington, delivering the Columbia record. Uh, just... Uh, just a lot of the, uh, he met my mom, my mom, Sarah Bramlett at the time from Chester, South Carolina. She was at the Baptist Hospital going to school to be a nurse. And they met on the sidewalk in front of the Baptist <laughs> Hospital after the Christmas parade, I understand, in December of 1955. Got married in 57, which means they've been married 62 years. Uh, we love them. Yeah. That, that's, we really love them. Some they, of the uh, stories they have is just, it's great. Ugh. 62 years. In 1966, they bought uh, a piece of land that, um, you know, you you get to enjoy that land to this I day. Do. I do. The third generation of of, of, uh, of those to hunt that land and enjoy it and, and make memories on it. What a great uh, what a great purchase, Dad. I was born in June of 67. At the Columbia Baptist Hospital in Columbia, right there where we're listening to now, uh, where my dad met my mom after the Christmas parade in '55. So yeah, we go, we get, um, we get really deep in Columbia and Lexington with our family. Um, my granddaddy Metz was, uh, he started me fishing. Well, actually, he started me paddling the boat around the pond. <laughs> And I could fish in between paddling and running the cows off from around his Ford Fairlane. I don't know what it was. He had a silver Ford Fairlane, and our cows loved to lick the paint on it. So it didn't matter where we were. I out of the boat, chased the cows away from the Ford Fairlane. They didn't do that to his Grand Torino. Don't ever, don't ever remember. But the Ford Fairlane was just a target. They loved the paint on this Ford Fairlane. So I paddled and I fished, and and he got me started fishing. And then next door neighbor, when we were living there in Chester, Ken Fleming, uh, you know, when we when we started hunting, we bird hunted. We had quail, and we had a lot of them. And you really didn't need a dog if you didn't have one, but we did. Or Kenneth did. He had a old liver and white pointer named Lou. 
first dog we ever I ever hunted over, and I think his uncle had given it to him, and that was his first bird dog, and he let me tag along behind him. I didn't have a gun. I was too young, but he let me follow him around, and I learned how to hunt bird hunting and crossing barbed wire fences with guns. That was one of the first safety lessons I ever learned. You don't lean that gun up against the post. You lay it on the ground, barrel pointed away from you. You back off, and you crawl into the fence. And of course, the, I climbed a many a barbed wire fence just out of spite, but never with a gun. <laughs> and the reason you grew up bird hanging is because there was no deer. That's that right. It, it, in the in the late, well, early 70s when I first started hunting, uh, you know, they restocked deer into Sumter National Forest in the 50s and 60s, and it took them until the mid to late 70s to even get out. And I remember seeing the first one when I was probably, I don't know, eight or ten years, and that was just one. But we quail hunted, and I, I tell you, I would to this day, I would trade every deer in my future to have a huntable covey, a huntable population of wild birds again. And they're coming back. Michael Hook, Sycon Bob White Quail Initiative, we're trying to get there. I'm sure you'll hear from Michael this year, but yeah, um, grew up bird hunting, bass, bass and brim fishing on the pond, and, and bird hunting all over the place, and and that's that's where my roots started. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. Been all over this country. Been to Alaska twice fishing, Mexico, you know, all the Gulf Stream stuff, trout fishing. Um, caught my first Colorado cutthroat at almost 12,000 feet up in Colorado this year, which was really fun. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's been a lifelong adventure in the outdoors. Uh, could not do it without my wife, Debbie. <laughs> Who is listening right now? Listens every Saturday, and uh, it's nothing not, like nothing no. like having a Saturday job like you're in your fifties, but you have a teenage Saturday job. <laughs> you have to go to work today. I'm sorry about that, but she supports this show, uh, supports me in all the travel we do. Um, looking forward to this year of having her along with me more. Our oldest daughter, daughter Jordan, got married this past May, and they live in Simpsonville, and she's working, and so we're down to just Taylor. And, and last fall, Taylor decided she wanted to be more of the part of the show. And I want to have her take just a minute to introduce herself to everyone listening because uh, some of you may not know. Yeah, She's well, a celebrity bigger than I am, folks. <laughs> no, not not quite. Not quite. One day. One day I'll get there. Okay. Um, well, I, I, like you said, I've been, I've been hunting and fishing pretty much since I was four or five. Um, same piece of property he learned how to hunt and fish on right. still bass fishing still brim fishing with the worms when you stick the worms out of the out and of play the, with them on your lap yeah yeah okay yeah. that's what happened when the fishing was slow but um, the fishing fishing wasn't slow taylor because i have to remind you to but, watch the court no and you were too busy playing with the worms sometimes okay worms just i was infatuated you with worms. were okay i don't know why all right but um that was pretty much my background when before where i am today um about last summer, I was somehow found by Shimano Fishing, and they, I hadn't, I mean, bat, my bass fishing was a cork and a worm, and if the bass bit it, then you got a bass. That was it. I wasn't, spinnerbaits was a foreign thing to me, <laughs> um, but they, they contacted me, and they said, we're launching a new high school and college SLX line, and we would love for you to be part of it. And I had never thrown a bait caster before, and that's well, what it was. She picked it up was. faster than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I kind of had to. I was leaving in two days to yeah. go. Yeah. But we ended up going to Lake Tillery in North Carolina. That's where we had our first video shoot. 
And then from there, kind of snowballed. I went, I ended up going back up to North Carolina for a second shoot in March. Yeah, March of this year. Of this year, or of 2019. It's not 20, this year. That's right, 2019, last year. Um, and we did another video shoot with Lawson Tillman, was my other partner. And it it took off. It was amazing. We were up at Kingsfishers um, Society. And it was a great time. And that's when I really, I really realized how much I loved to bass fish. It kind of was a new thing to me. And then it became a passion of mine. And I ended up going to ICAST in July of 2019. And I did two press conferences and I made some amazing contacts. And it's just, it's unbelievable. And then between my decision to become more of a part of this show, it's just, it's, I wouldn't think I would have been here. And in 2016, when yeah, I was when 12, 12 years, years old, old, I was I had the opportunity of interviewing Eva Shockey. <laughs> I like wow. the father-daughter interaction and even Jim's interaction. And I got a hold of Eva and she agreed to come on the show. So at 12 years old, Taylor's in here interviewing Eva. Yeah. And she's she's been a role model of mine since I found out about her and I Daddy, can I please interview her? Can I please, please, please? And we ended up making contact with her and she took the time out of her busy schedule, to talk to me. And has done it many times since. She has, yes. And um, so as far as Columbia goes, Sheely's the best food I've ever eaten in Batesburg, <laughs> hands down. For the last 40-something years, I've eaten at Sheely's, and it's just as good today as it always has been. Uh, you know, Price's Barbecue, Ray Lever's Barbecue, Maurice's, I grew up on that stuff. It's all mustard base around my house. Don't bring... Tomato based or vinegar based <laughs> or whatever, because I'm a I'm a Lexington, a Lexington mustard based barbecue guy. Um, Zesto chicken, one of my grandmother's favorite places to go eat fried chicken. Uh, my granddad and I shared a mini bottle of Coke and cheese nabs in the summer because I was I was tasked with keeping the sparrows out of the purple martin gourds that he had. Did that many many times. Uh, spent a lot of time at Lake Murray. In the summertime, I have an aunt and uncle that live on Lake Murray, uh, cousins few years younger than I am, and turn us loose with a small boat, and we got into all sorts of trouble. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we've aged a lot since those days, and somehow we survived. But Columbia, the Midlands, is a is a, is a place where we have some some roots, and we are thrilled to be there. And and hope this uh, this relationship grows, and if you as more people listen, and and we're we're we've got a full schedule here of guests and places we're going to go this year. Planning a northern swing, uh, hopefully to catch the elites up on some smallmouth water. We'll be at ICAST, Archer Trade Association. We've got guests lined up from Jim Shockey to Dr. Grant Woods, uh, and those are some of the highlights. But we we have oh Brandon Cobb will be here, Anthony, Andy Montgomery, Casey Ashley. Uh, these people we've developed relations with over the last almost six years now mm-hmm. will be here. Subjects of hiking and all, um, but just uh, it's been a journey, and, I, and I'm I'm thrilled to be on with Columbia. I'm thrilled to be still here at 94.5 WGTK in Greenville. And um, if you hear that music, hear that music coming up. That's the music we always end the show with, because Carol Hunt's place to be. Anyway, as we always sign off. Make time to get out there. Take the backwards when you can. Don't forget the camera. You just feel the moonshine.